Hello, what's happening, guys? Welcome back to the Create Me podcast with your host, Ike Hedlam. And I'm back with a new conversation for you all. Today, my guest is local actress, Danielle Jam. I'm originally from Aberdeen, but she's based out in Glasgow just now. I've been following Danielle for a few years. So it's really kind of cool to catch up with her and to speak about her kind of career development um, today. Um, really enjoyed this conversation. I'm going to be back at the end as usual for a little catch up. All right, see you guys soon. So, Danielle, thank you for being on Create Me Podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks so much for having me on. It's great to talk to you and, like, face my name as well. Yeah, likewise. You know what? I was just thinking about this before um, we had our kind of, like, chat today that I think for a lot of guests, I think over the years, I think I was mutually, like, Aberdeen, I think, or Scotland's, like, three degrees of separation. And I kind of thinking, like, how do I start following Danielle on social media? And I think the connections is probably from 10 feet tall. There, oh, I think. yeah. I think, yeah, yes. I think I might have something from they did. I think, I, I don't know, was you in the Midsummer Night stream? Yeah, I was. I yeah, was see, I didn't, get, I didn't get to see it, but um, I think I remember you kind of popping up in there. It must have been like the press or advertising and online. And I thought, oh, yeah, give it a follow, like, a, like somebody of colour doing something as well. But yeah, I guess like, I kind of feel like I probably got more kind of connected or following you a bit more or um, during like at the height of like Black Lives Matter kind of issues. I think a lot of people, a lot of like black and POC arts and creators were definitely connecting and interacting with each other more. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel that so much what you say about finding people, um, someone pops up that's black or a person of colour that's in the creative industries. Like you're, I'm instantly like, oh, glued to them, follow them <laughs> on everything. What are they doing? How can I support them and like connect? And I felt the same about your, your when I, um, I can't remember how I found your podcast. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, I think you maybe you you're, you're, you'd followed my page, so I followed mm-hmm. you back, and I was like, oh, it's a black guy. That's so cool. Like that's so like refreshing. <laughs> like to have that for Aberdeen as well, because I think yeah. like even though we're in you know twenty twenty two, sometimes mm-hmm. people just don't associate Aberdeen with being like multicultural and diverse and and yeah. full of people from all over the world. Um, so it's nice to be able to like yeah break that down a little bit oh yeah yeah absolutely and hopefully like you know today we can kind of give the listeners a bit like a bit of a background to how you kind of started to go you know being an actress and you know where interest lies from that and also that's what you've kind of been up to in the past kind of recent years because also you've been up to quite quite a lot um but yeah so where did that kind of passion for acting kind of start for you well i think that i have one story and my dad has another story about it so i'll tell my dad's because He's probably right. <laughs> um, so I, I was in a play at school and it, in primary school and it must have just been something that the whole class was involved in and I stood at the back and I had no lines um, and I think I just sang along with some of the songs and at the end I came up to my dad and said, oh dad I want to be an actress now and he was like, are you sure? Because you didn't really do anything on stage and I was like, no this is it, this is my calling. Um, but for me, I what I remember anyway is that I would um, what I watched my friends do a show, a pantomime at our local community centre, and I grew up in Cove, in Cove Bay, so it was at um, the the Morrison Community Centre, um, and I just kind of got into it from that, and I thought, oh, like my friend looks like he's having like a really good time up there. Um, so I joined the drama club and yeah, it just kind of evolved from there, really. And we did a lot of musical theatre, 
Um, well, I did two shows with them, Oliver and Bye Bye Birdie, when I was 11 and 12. And then um, went to secondary school and then uh, kind of had to stop. Um, uh, but I got involved with the school shows there. And I also joined another amateur dramatics group called AYMT um, that Mark was a part of but uh, before I joined. Um, but they've got some amazing, talented um, kids there who mm. a lot of them have gone on to study acting or drama or music in some capacity. So it was a really good like place to nurture those talents and gifts as well. Yeah. Um, so honestly, I feel really lucky because I was interested in what I wanted to do as a career when I was so young. So it made it easier for me to know what steps I wanted to take um, once I left school, I went to um, North East Scotland College, studied acting and performance there, um, and then went to university in Edinburgh, at Queen Margaret. So it, it was all like very just, yeah, natural and organic. And um, I always, I'll always remember my guidance teacher when I was in uh, S5. Um, we were picking our subjects for S6 and I'd already had like my, my drama uh like degree and, and um, my, I had my advanced drama and I had my advanced music and there wasn't really anything else I wanted to do because I knew that I was going to acting and my guidance teacher I thought she would say no stay and like get more education but she was like yeah. no just go like you don't need to be here like just go to college and like do what you want to do and I was just so grateful for that because um, it just totally validated that like you can take this seriously like this performing thing like you can go and um, you know do it professionally and she her believing in me was like really just the the last step that I needed to be like okay yes I'm definitely going to do this so shout out to Mrs Anderson <laughs> <laughs> what school was that what school uh King Corth King Corth Academy which is sadly no more but yeah 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 no it's, there. it's not there anymore um obviously if people know me obviously I'm a social worker and I remember yeah King Corth had a couple of kids over the years that were there and I remember yeah, quite an old building yeah but obviously yeah all gone now yeah geez, yeah that it's is a like... shame King Corth and um, Tori as well they're both yeah. gone but they've like merged them together as one big yeah. super school yeah um, Lockside yeah Lockside so yeah that looks stunning as well like it's huge yeah it's massive yeah it's <laughs> yeah. like a maze it's amazing I've been in there um, a few years ago and it's like a maze but yeah, I guess like you know I think like generational obviously like I think for me I've always going back to actually when I was young and I think about like uh, my mum always kind of saying it's that I say I say it's like the old school first like the first kind of people that came over after the Windrush generation and stuff so my mum's like you know Jamaican and she's kind of always like yeah you got to have those kind of qualifications have that backup kind of thing I don't know was was your parents a bit the same for you like but they're like oh no just go for it oh my parents have always been so supportive yeah, that's good. I'm so grateful for that my dad my dad's Nigerian, yeah. so, you know, like, I guess there is that, um, not stereotype, but there is that um, thing where you, like, might expect, like, parents, especially parents that have, like, come from, like, abroad to be, like, you need to get, like, a job that you can, that is, that is secure, basically. Yeah. Um, but my dad was just really supportive, and I, I think because his dad was really supportive of him as well, mm-hmm. like, like, he's an engineer, so, like, he's very, like, really smart academic and everything like um but uh when it came to like choosing his career like he his, his dad was just really supportive of like anything he wanted to do like mm-hmm. all of my dad's siblings all um 
uh, 14 of them <laughs> were all like really uh, supported by their parents. So um, yeah, I'm lucky that I had that as well. And they would like, you know, they paid for all my um, like lessons and, and classes and uh, yeah, so they're, they're still support me to this day. So I'm glad that I have that system because not everybody gets that. So. Yeah. And I think, you know, you know, did you consider yourself still at the early stages of your career and how have you found it kind of navigating you know, through like auditioning, auditions or like management and stuff like that? Yeah, oh, that's a really great question. I'm, I feel like I've really been asked that before. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah. So I graduated in 2018. So I've been working for, this will be my fourth year out now. And um, it's been a whirlwind, but I've been really busy and uh, really lucky with work. Um, so like when I left, I, I got my first job doing a CBB show called Molly and Mac. Um, and that's just been renewing like pretty much every year. So I've always had that to come back to. And, that, and I, um, I also managed to get on the Dundee Rep Theatre graduate scheme um, where they take like newly graduated um, actors on to their ensemble and they, and they yeah, you work with them for a while got to do that and yeah just uh, I also signed with an agent before I left so they were just like working around the clock and and they really like to push new graduates and you know fresh meat out there yeah. <laughs> so yes I have been very busy and, and sometimes I feel like I've yeah been so busy and said yes to everything because I, I just want to do everything but then I've ended up like crashing and, yeah. and then having burnout and then thought oh maybe I don't have to say yes to everything or I shouldn't say yes to everything so I've kind of been trying to balance that um but at the moment um it's been like quite quiet so far this year and I know it's only still the first month of the year usually I know what's coming up but um at the moment I don't really have anything um and I think that it can be scary to think about that because you know like you like it doesn't matter how many jobs you you have you still think oh when's the next one coming and how am I gonna yeah afford to live (laughs) after this period of my life so um yeah I'm just trying to I at the moment I'm really just trying to make peace with that and just accept that it's not always going to be me being busy um and yeah hopefully this will still be like a fruitful time um, to like just develop skills and keep auditioning until the next thing comes along. Yeah, I mean, like, and I guess for you, like, you know, um, even from a young age, I'm kind of like curious, kind of find out, like, who kind of inspired you, you know, as well, like, you know, who or like what kind of films or other people that you've kind of seen on TV, theatre, on, on stage. You thought, oh yeah, that's kind of motivated me to kind of like be on top of my game. This is what I want to do. Oh, that's yeah, that's great. Um, that's a great question as well. So I, well, my grandma, I'll, I'll say this, my grandma took me to the theatre all the time um, and it was always His Majesty's Theatre we go to. We still go together now. Um, so I think that, yeah, seeing those shows on stage and, and it wasn't really any people in particular, um, but just seeing what theatre could do and, and how it could tell stories, like that was what, like for me, I was like, oh, I just I would that would be great if I could be part of that somehow, and 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 seeing how it can affect people and and 
audience members like laughing or or crying or being engaged with something just that connection I, I was like wow like I can maybe like give that to people too um but in terms of actual people that I was inspired by so um this kind of comes round to representation for me um I loved loved as a kid um that's so raven that was on disney channel yeah, yeah and that, um yeah. so um my my one of my best friends from school um cameron would always say that i like reminded him of her because i would like base i basically formed my personality around her character <laughs> on the show <laughs> and i just think that she's her like raven's character for me as a kid to watch like a black girl be so confident and but also messy and she would always mess up and she'd always make mistakes um but she would always come back on top and she had great friends and she knew what she wanted to do with her life she wanted to be a fashion designer and she was really talented and uh, yeah I just saw myself like as her like I felt like I was her in a way yeah. and um so that she yeah her determination and professionalism and everything kind of made me feel like oh black girls can do that because um yeah like it's just it's just kind of different like you yeah. can watch like other films tv shows and things and be inspired by these people but I don't know it's just something about knowing that it's somebody that kind of has a similar background to me and and may have different like completely different experiences but yeah I don't know what it is but she was one of the people actors characters that I would I felt like oh if if she can do that and and she's not super skinny and stuff and she's mm. um you know uh yeah it, 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 that's probably the, the first kind of inspiration that I can think of that um made me believe in myself yeah I mean like I remember speaking of Mike and I kind of just messaged you after like me and my family went to the panto to see you know see you guys at like you know for Beauty and the Beast and it was very funny as well it was like really good show and like my daughter like you know I said to you off mic that she was just engrossed in this and for me it's just kind of like that that physical representation for her to be like oh yes the girl of curly frizzy hair can be the princess at the end of the day you know yeah why not and that, that sets such a great standard you know um I guess like you know you kind of reflect on it how this this that that I guess there's a representation, you know, it could be behind the scenes or producer, director, but the physical representation of seeing someone that looks like you mm-hmm. is, is so, it means so much more, you know? Like I said, like, um, when she kind of saw the pictures afterwards, she associates you with being Belle now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is really cool, you know, you think about it, that she kind of says, oh, that's, that, you know, it's, it's not even a thing to be like, oh, no, that's not Belle. Like, anyone can be Belle, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, I think I that's so have- important. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it is important. And I did have that kind of feeling where I was like, oh, I wonder if kids will like see me and have their bell dolls with like her, um, you know, long brown hair and her white skin and, and think, oh, that's not a bell or that's weird or why, why, who's that? But then um, I haven't really had that. Like I have just had kids be like, oh, like you are, you are bell because you're dressed up as her. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's nice to like, and I think like this is a good time for it as well because people are seeing more representation. And me and me and my boyfriend Sandy just watched this new Disney film in Canto. I don't know if you've seen it with um, Yeah, we was actually you know, we was watching half of it yesterday, and then we had to go out and do the family shop. So yeah. Like, so yeah. And my daughter again was engrossed in this. And then like um I think there was also a couple of characters and a bit more kind of darker skinned and stuff. And yeah. then 
my daughter was like, oh, it looks like you, daddy. The guy, the one of the family members is like, obviously yeah. I don't have hair, but like <laughs> everyone with facial hair, she's like, oh, yeah. daddy, he's got like a beard like you. Yeah, we and always that, do that as well with yeah. our family. Like if you see someone, a mixed race family on TV, we're always like, that's you, dad, that's you, mum, that's you. Like, you know? <laughs> I know, but yeah, again, again, I think that's getting like, in Kanto, it's getting so much kind of positive reviews. Just again, like, about like, you know, the kind of like um, community that again, that representation is actually really kind of beautiful way. It's a really beautiful for story as well and I think it's just like yeah like you know just seeing obviously you know yourself and, and that's the kind of thing for me like being in Scotland and being from like London I've seen a lot of representation in terms of actually like you know a lot of like black comics and stuff like that and there's always kind of been like a significant long period of a break and there's not very much like mainstream presence which is kind of definitely kind of changed in the past kind of few years I don't know for you like on the back of like 2020 of like Obviously, it was like the start of the like pandemic, which we still unfortunately find ourselves in. Obviously, probably a bit more better than it was back then, but also the massive issues in terms of actually like Black Lives Matter issues. And I'm just kind of curious for you as an artist, like how how that impact on you? Did you notice that she um, through like different agencies and organisations reaching out to you, wanting to connect and work with you? Did you see a big increase in people like recognising you and actually seeing you and valuing you as an artist? Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so from the start of the pandemic, um, things just completely stopped for me. And I was meant to be filming Molly and Mac, but it just kept getting pushed back. And mm-hmm. it was pushed back for a couple months, another couple months, and then another couple months. And um, yeah, so it was, it was quite quiet. And I was doing some like Zoom call meetings of rehearsed readings, like reading new plays, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are just you know, random days here and there, um, which, you know, like so many people were in the same position. So it didn't feel uh, as, I mean, it was pretty rubbish, but <laughs> knowing that other people were going through it as well, it, it made it a bit easier. Um, but yeah, but things just, when when um, everything happened in America, uh, I find like first on a personal level, a lot of friends reached out to me and, and mm-hmm. were asking if I was okay and just saying that they were there for me and, and just things that I was like, wow, like that's amazing that you are reaching out and you're realizing that, oh, like me seeing stuff like that or things that have happened to me before, like that is all connected. And um, it was really nice to see that. And then the other side of me that I'm trying not to listen to as much was thinking, why is it taking now for mm. this to happen or like why is why does it take such a tragic thing that gets spread around the internet and news why does it take that long for people to reach out to me when I've been talking about this stuff for like my whole life basically yeah. um so I definitely noticed a difference in that and sometimes conversations I would have with people um prior what happened with George Floyd was like you could just feel that like they didn't know what to say or maybe mm-hmm. felt a bit uncomfortable and, and maybe not want to say the right, you know, same, not wanting to say the wrong thing. Um, but now, yeah, I think, yeah, from definitely in 2020, there was a lot, a lot of chat about stuff um, changing. Um, I think that what I've noticed with castings in terms of the industry I can only speak for myself, um, but I have noticed that people are specifically putting in cast and breakdowns looking for a female of colour 
or looking for a black female for this role, um, you know, looking for a person of color for this role. Um, and then, because uh, be- before, I don't think I had that as much. It was more just looking for a female or looking for someone, yeah, uh, wasn't as specific. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's like the main thing I've noticed, I think. Um, but there's also this um, group that came up um, by this amazing actress, um, Sharan, who um, started it called Creative Voices. And mm-hmm. basically, they have different guests on, that, uh, different performers from, um, from down south mostly, talking about their experiences, different people of colour. So I joined that too. So it was, it was good to have that momentum. Um, just yeah, just need to keep it going. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds it sounds definitely kind of like you know an interesting time for a lot of black and POC artists and kind of creatives. I think yeah. you know a lot of artists that I know across the board, um, you know, of color, they kind of been like, oh, this like twenty twenty is like an onslaught of requests or the notes of interest. Finally, like they they were being seen, or and it was kind of like dealing with the stress of being in a pandemic and also seeing someone like yourself or being like you know it could be a family member or for a friend being murdered on you know right on, on the camera on the phone and you know how this kind of like much trauma and triggering it was you know um 2020 was um for a lot of people but i i guess like and now kind of question what's going to touch on i think like um do you think there's going to be like there's beginnings or think of women for like roles for women of color like more kind of like um not like I say like a powerful role, but almost kind of like um, there's strong roles. You think there's a, there's the um, that's going to be start happening? Have you seen early stages of that kind of happening? Or that's because I guess kind of a question I'm getting to is like a lot of like black UK actors and actresses always probably end up going over to the US and get a lot of work. And I don't know whether you feel like. Um, there's that kind of point in your career, you think, oh, I might want to go and explore that and see what that's about. Or do you think, like, right, I can maybe try and lead from the front and maybe kind of get and and create these kind of roles for myself where I'm going to be, like, a strong, like, you know, female lead and person of colour? Um, yeah, I think that um, I've not seen a lot, personally, and at least in Scotland, anyway. Um, uh, I think there's so much more that can be done. Like I'm seeing a lot of big productions um, being cast and coming out and like there are black people in it or, you know, um, like these are like the, the sort of main stages, but they're not the main characters still. And, and it still feels like a, okay, like how important was this like diversity thing? Like, you know, um, so, but the, the, the other half of that question, I, I do want to work, like wherever jobs take me um and yeah like you do see a lot of that act like UK actors going to the US um I haven't really thought about it that much in terms of like me being um a brown girl like doing that like how that would be um but at the same time I do think a lot about I should just make my own thing and like not because I think oh like you should see more brown people out there like just because it's just something that I'm interested in um just not really taking any steps towards that yet it's still like a lot of chatter in my head at the moment (laughs) um but yeah there's always more that can be done when it comes to this stuff and a lot of people are making good work as well but I'm still 
I'm, again, I'm just still not seeing it a lot on yeah. uh, like on screens or or, or in theaters yet. So uh, yeah, I think kind of change any kind of positive change, the change that needs to happen and should be immediate. It's like a slow like kind of drip feed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like yeah, like I was having a conversation um, this week um, with my co-director um, from We Are Here Scotland, and he was kind of like, um, he was kind of just reflecting on this how actually nothing's really kind of changed for us that, and, and kind of you know you sometimes you kind of feel like you're in a bit of a stalemate, but you have conversations, and that conversation needs to have another conversation or all the sort of things to kind of change, and you're just kind of a part of these endless Zoom meetings, you yeah. know, before actually real true representation can actually happen. So it's, I think for us, you know, what we do, like we why we're in Scotland, was kind of like okay, let's just kind of just do something and just get it done, do the best we can do as possible with whatever resources we have and whoever wants to kind of be a part of this, if they're allies or people in the community, brilliant, you know. So I kind of think like, you know, um, for you and what you're doing is so, so important because for me personally, I guess it's my kind of ignorance, I don't know of much like um, actors or actresses of colour in Scotland you know, yeah, I'm, me neither. Yeah, I'm sure there must be people probably just doing their own thing, but it's just kind of like that's one kind of thing I was kind of going to scratch my head about. And so when you've popped up and stuff over the years, it's been like, oh yeah, like oh yeah, this you know this shouldn't be a thing for me to be like, oh this is a, like you know like be shocked by. It. I should be like, oh yeah, this this should be an everyday thing. Like you yeah. know your your character in Molly and Mac and a veterinarian. Yeah. And that, and that as well is like, you know, something, you know, it's, it's like, that's an important thing as well. Like that kind of like the whole thing representation, like that's a viable, like that's what some people can kind of, they can do a job like that, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well. That's yeah. normal too. I think like the main thing, the main, um, like the good stuff that comes out of that is because it is, that is going to kids and that, and it's kids that are seeing it. It's the future, the next generation that are going to make be making these decisions they're the ones that are seeing that normalize um but you're so right it is totally up to us to um pave that way like we can't wait around for like white people that aren't taking that seriously to, yeah. <laughs> to be like yeah but like maybe we should do something about it like we should just be yeah breaking down doors ourselves um and i i, I feel that completely um yeah. but yeah it's nice like and and I do get other like lovely messages from parents of of, of kids who who look like me and, and don't look like me and what and whatever. But um, it's always special when um because they send photos of their kids like like you did with with the Izzy and um and they're like yeah like they want to be like a vet now because of you or they or they want to you know they you're their favorite character and yada 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 and like you know nine times out of ten it's a brown kid or a black kid yeah. that is like it's their parent that said that you know so um and honestly like that is like one of the most important things like if not the most important thing to me about being an actor um like I always knew like since I was little that how um special and important it would be for um you know more representation and like not saying that to be like oh I'm so amazing I'm like a black girl (laughs) on tv or whatever like more just like I, I know how much I know how important it is to see that and I know that I like I needed to see that as a kid yeah. and I needed more of it and I didn't have that and there is a lot of uh roles in musical theatre and theatre and everything that that are constantly cast as white people 
um, you know, that that don't need to be like, I'm not saying like characters that, you know, they are meant to be of a certain race, like that's cool. But I just mean, um, you know, like traditional kind of plays. I always thought I can't, oh, I can't do that because I'm black. All oh, right. That means I can't do that. Okay. So I'll only ever play like the best friend or like, some love interest that comes in for one scene or (laughs) always had that mindset um and yeah that's a lot of that is still kind of in me and then a lot of it for um some castings as well it still feels like yeah like they're not really taking this bigger risk here as they could like and also why does it need to be a risk like that like a a black person could be the lead (laughs) yeah i know this is it like i think like you know we talk, you know, it kind of goes back to that thing I've seen, like, you know, there's that new film with um, Denzel Washington playing, playing Macbeth. Oh, yeah. And, you know, apparently it's, it's doing really well and, like, it's getting lots of really kind of good reviews and stuff. And it's all kind of shot in black and white. It looks amazing and stuff. And I was thinking, like, yeah, that's just, that's not kind of, you know, like, it's not a thing, I guess, because he obviously is a well-established, well-known kind of, like, actor. But it's just kind of like, there's that thing, I think, like, um, Whenever, even especially like with like comic book movies and stuff, and they kind of say, okay, we'll change the character to that like person of color. And it's like a, like a fictional character, and there's like a major like online <laughs> outrage, and like, oh my God, and stuff. We saw that with like the Hunger Games and stuff like that. This character shouldn't be like a person of color. And like, I find that stuff quite kind of like um, a bit comical because, like, I think we're in a world of like, you know, of like make believe and like fantasy is open to more to this interpretation then, isn't it? Like, but, um, I think there's, there's that kind of bit as well, of just kind of like, it shouldn't be a risk. If the person comes in the dishes, no matter what they look like, you know, um, it should be that thing, okay, yeah, they're, they're ticking all the boxes. But I'm guessing like, you know, I think kind of like, you know, you're in the industry, like within the arts as well, that is so kind of like, you know, people taking quote unquote risks for something to kind of happen. That that's what makes that's where the changes actually kind of come. And I think like, you know, um for you, um there was a like did your episode come out this week of like Scott Squad? Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> the first one was like uh last night, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. yeah. and how did that kind of come about as well? Did you get in that gig? Um so that was that was just through my agent again, um but I was doing another show in Dundee and I had a, a, a self-tape, um, so I recorded myself um, acting and sent it to them. But basically because Scott Squad is completely improvised, um, I don't know if you know that or not, but <laughs> some people think it's a documentary, like a real documentary, <laughs> and it is not. It's just, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's quite silly. It's quite funny to think that. But they, yeah, so they kind of said you just kind of make up a character um and I just did that and then I had a meeting and uh with Ian and Rab and they were like oh we have an idea for this character and she plays on officer and she thinks that she's like cooler than she is um because she's similar ages to the kids that she's dealing with but she's a little bit older than them so she's kind of playing catch up um with their lingo and like a lot of her job is to her like watching tiktok and like getting up to date with what they're (laughs) into what they're listening to and i was like okay that sounds fun um so yeah that's that's kind of how that came about and then i went in for like a day and a bit filming and we just shot like loads of stuff like back to back as much as possible 
Um, and then, yeah, they just picked what they wanted out of it. But it was such a mad experience because, yeah, like we, it's quite rare to do something that is completely improvised. And yeah. I'm not a writer <laughs> and I'm not a stand-up comedian. Like I'm not a kind of person that just riffs or can just riff um, comedy. So it really, really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think I, I learned a lot from that one. <laughs> I guess it must be kind of a bit kind of a bit kind of freeing as well because you can like someone's like right here's the scene go with it and then you're like oh like oh shit and then I guess you're probably working around a group of like actually like um the cast of like other comedians as well so you can kind of bounce off each other and kind of get the tone for what kind of the scene's going to be yeah I mean that definitely <laughs> I was hoping for that but in the end most of what I did was me by myself, so oh, I didn't really okay. have anyone. Quite oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Which, funnily uh, enough, I actually find easier because, yeah. um, like, I had been given the guidelines beforehand, so I, I'd had to think about, oh, I could say this, and, and it was just me just chatting, so I don't know, that felt a bit easier. Um, but then when it came to scenes, you have to start thinking about structure, and there's, like, a beginning, middle end, and you know that like a kind of balance between characters and all this extra stuff um but that was also really insightful as well and um you know we weren't completely like thrown in the deep end if you were stuck then they'd be like shout this just throw something at her <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was, it was vital to be honest that yeah. i don't know if i'll have that kind of experience again like on a different project or anything so I was just trying to, um, yeah, soak up as much as possible, really. Yeah. And I guess, like, you know, you know, with the industry that you're in, like, what are some of the kind of things that you'd like to change or see some changes that you'd like to see within the industry? Well, last night I went to a Zoom group call with um, this amazing um woman called Lisa Nicole who's trying to create a community um in our industry and Scotland everyone says Scotland's a village and as soon as you meet one person you meet another person then you know other people and you know and that and like that is absolutely true for sure but um it can be really hard if you're on the outside of that and you're trying to get in because it also can be quite exclusive like you know the bubble that is there so what I would like to see um, just from conversations last night, I realized how important this is for people to not feel so isolated um, because we are all individuals um, that are pretty much all freelancing with things, like especially actors. Um, it can feel really lonely and um, there's a lot of insecurities and constant rejection with auditions. Doesn't matter how many jobs you get, you'll have like. 12 times as many more rejections so um yeah mental health wise I think that needs nurturing a lot more um and yeah I, I think yeah there's a lot of pressure it's <laughs> just a lot of pressure um because you always like yeah I always sort of see things as like being an actor you are sort of the product yeah your voice and your body and, and that and it's it can be hard not to get in your head if somebody says that's not what they want or um you know that's yeah basically that's not what they want um so I, th I think that there just needs to be a lot more uh of a 
camaraderie between between us and um, for it to not be as exclusive and more opportunities for people to be able to get their foot in without having to have an agent or without having to have work that they've already done and mm-hmm. um, you know because for everyone like creativity is for everyone anyone can tap into that it's about imagination it's not about how much money you have or um what school you went to or yeah. uh, you know so I think yeah we need to just like reach out a bit more to people that yeah and and for people that have disabilities as well that aren't able to access things the same way that um others are I have a friend who's in Thurzo who's um really really creative person but um like they have a heart condition and, and they're not able to like leave the house like uh and come all the way down to Glasgow like or you know the central belt all the time so um it's yeah we, I think yeah just need more accessibility and, and to take care of each other more especially after the pandemic and yeah. um how how difficult that was financially for a lot of people too um yeah, because I guess I was going to kind of touch on that. You know, you mentioned the kind of mental health and I kind of felt like, you know, you know, especially going for like, you know, auditions and stuff and then like you kind of get probably like feedback and obviously saying, oh, like thanks, but no thanks. I'm guessing to some degree that does have an impact on your mental health or your kind of sense of self and your like your self-esteem and your identity and it's kind of feeling like, oh, but I guess as well as it's like an industry as well, it's kind of actually... Um, everything has to be kind of perfect perfection and stuff as well like you know people like taking care of yourself there's a lot of pressure I think on like you know actors and actresses that you kind of maintain a specific kind of look and stuff a certain kind of style what's in just now might not be in the next couple of couple of years so like for you like for you in your home your own mental how do you kind of navigate and manage that what how do you kind of learn to kind of box that and kind of park those kind of things and say right that's the audition I didn't get it fair enough has it been kind of like a learning process for you yeah definitely but also um because I've been auditioning for things like for amateur dramatics and things as well since I was quite young it's something that I am used to and it can be hard because there's extra elements on top of it now in the professional world where if you don't get a job then you don't have money um like plain and simple and uh yeah and also I found since this panel finished in Aberdeen um and like I say because I haven't had anything um come through yet um like a sort of you just put these big expectations on yourself like oh I should be working right now I should have a job because I had a job before so like what's wrong with me like I'm not good enough and like my acting's going downhill now and you know um but usually I sort of after auditions I try and treat myself to something and and just do things that are me telling myself that I'm okay and that I'm yeah that I'm fine and that I'm I'm still worth (laughs) love and being treated nicely so I'll have a bath or I'll like buy a chocolates you know just something little that makes me feel like that says well done because you you did the audition like that's the hard work yeah you did that so yeah just trying to yeah be kind to myself and um also I kind of write down sometimes I write down this went well this didn't go well this is how I can improve you know and like we, we were taught that when when I was in university as well but I think I think it is really important that you are checking in with yourself because the other thing is that um sometimes auditions can come through like 
the day before or like a couple days before um and usually those are self-tapes and um like I don't have a part-time job or anything on the side so usually I'm like okay right like let's just start right now now that I've got it but there's so many people that are um, working in shops to um support themselves and then they'll get that through and I just can't even imagine the stress of like oh my shift ends at 10 p.m and they want a tape in by 10 a.m tomorrow and um, yeah. yeah, that's another thing that I think would I'd like to see change, like <laughs> more time to do these freaking self tapes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, che- yeah, checking it, checking in with yourself and um, being being nice to yourself is yeah. the most important thing you can do. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I guess like, you know, you know, for yourself, like what, what advice would you give to like the younger generation of people saying, hey, I want to do this. I want to get into, you know, acting, going on the stage or doing TV and film. What advice would you kind of um, give people? Um, I would say, yeah, if you want to do it, go for it. Like if that's what you want to do and, that's, and you get joy out of that, then why shouldn't you do that? Um. I think when I had some messages from people in the past and usually I'll lead them to um, different drama courses that I think are good or um, uh, like Facebook groups. Um, they have a lot of castings posted for short films, et cetera, to get experience, that sort of thing. Like, I would, yeah, I would just say just start, just start now. Like for, for acting, I would say, um, you know, join a drama group or uh, join a film club or, um, just write stuff and, and perform it yourself and, and post it online, get feedback, uh, watch films, like, yeah, go on a film, like, deep dive and, and, and find what inspires you and what you want to be like and how you want to act and get acting books. Yeah, just start, just start. Teach yourself, like, you don't have to wait at all. You don't have to wait for something to come knocking or someone to, to tell you that it's okay to do that. Like, yeah go for it <laughs> I know yeah. I've said that it's really stressful and all that but you know every profession is stressful in some aspects yeah, so. absolutely no I think that's I think that's definitely kind of wise words I think it's that and that's kind of like always been my kind of view about like you know what just go for it because the only person holding you back holding yourself back you know the only person holding you back is yourself so that's what I was going to say just like just go for it and if it doesn't work out you can be like you know what I've done it I've tried you know and it's like giving it a go but um yeah so where can like the listeners come like kind of find like your work and online and like kind of watch some of your stuff um well usually I post and promote all my things on social media um so yeah you can follow me on twitter and instagram if you like um my instagram is danielle k jam and my twitter is danielle jam underscore act um and yeah, I'm, I'm in Scott Squad and I'm also in Molly and Mac and you can watch that on BBC Scotland and CBeebies um, and also on iPlayer. Um, and yeah, like like you can't really watch the theatre because because <laughs> that's live. So yeah, that's, yeah. Um, uh, but I guess, yeah, if you follow me on socials and things, then I'll be posting what's coming up and when new things happen so. yeah and we'll put all the links in your episode description as well but um yeah danielle thank you so much for coming yeah. i really appreciate you coming on the show and like you know your story and also like kind of like industry advice as well it's definitely much appreciated yeah cool thanks so much for having me it was really good to chat And that was my conversation with Danielle Jam. I want to thank Danielle for coming on the podcast and sharing her story with us all. Very much appreciated. 
and be sure to check out Danielle's work on all the links in the episode description and of course as always guys if you want to support um, Create Me Podcasts you can buy us a Ko-Fi or Big Up The Dean links to those are also in the episode description and yeah you know it's been a very kind of interesting week Um, the podcast has kind of gone over the 30,000 mark in terms of listens so you know this can have happened without all you guys tuning in subscribing downloading and sharing the podcast it's very much appreciated and yeah and here's to many more kind of listens um, for the years to come I think I've got a couple more episodes coming your way I'm looking forward to kind of sharing those conversations with you all as well alright I'll catch up with you guys soon take care for now